You are listening to Around the Block Podcast. Your source of knowledge about Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency markets. Presented to you by Yellow Block. Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of Around the Block. Again, as the previous episode, have a little bit of patience with us. This is only the second episode, and we are trying to fine-tune the perfect setup for everybody. In this episode, the, the, the host will be Crypto Rangutang, Crypto Burb, and me, Teddy. Unfortunately, today, we don't have Monk. In today's episode, we will be talking about the famous alt season, the Twitter hack, and Bitcoin and PayPal. So let's start with the alt season. So just before, you know, before we waste an hour talking about alt season, if there is no alt season, can we all agree that there is indeed somewhat of an alt season as we speak? I think that this term lost its value <laughs> among the years right now. I think that the original alt season that we had was the one in 2017. And I don't think it's repeatable right now because of the simple reason of a lot more currencies right now being available on the market. So like the volume that would go into those few coins back in 2017 now has to be spread out between so many different coins and so many different categories that I don't think that these kind of runs are any more sustainable the way they were back then until at least we get some retail money coming in, but there is still a long way to go. So it's not an alt season from like my OG perspective, but it's definitely a make sick amount of money if you are not a good trader season. Yeah, I actually, I actually, well, agree only to an extent over here because, well, if you think about it, we, every couple of months, uh, we actually, you know, just experience this, uh, this some, like some called um, altcoin season, or should I say more of altcoin seasonality effect, right? Because every couple of months, every May year, you know, every year, past, past years, uh, you would see alts popping left and right between uh, April and May or April and June. Uh, then later, you know, same situation again, like around October, November, I guess, every single, like every single year, uh, past, past seasons. So this altogether, I would say, instead of calling that the alt season per se, uh, that people would expect, you know, just just like Orangutan said, uh, that would exactly repeat the same stuff that was happening you know, back in 2017. I don't think it's ever going to repeat exactly the same way, right? Because the market is never the same uh, any any second, any minute. So why would it be the same just the way it was, uh, you know, to repeat all the conditions that we were having back in uh, back in 17? So conditions changed. I think the market has somewhat uh, matured a bit. I think we are or we have been experiencing somewhat of an out season. I prefer to call that more of seasonality effect itself. Uh, because, uh, you know, this alt-season word, this term, it does have its own stigma to an extent, right? Because people would expect same pumps, you know, 10x, 4x, 5x every single day. Uh, but I think, you know, because of the cyclicality effect, like the cyclicity or whatever we call that, and the fact that the market moves in cycles, I think the cycles tend to repeat and rhyme to an extent. So um, I'm quite certain we would see we would see some uh, some massive rallies in future, uh, apart from this one, these ones that were already going on. Yeah, I agree. Look, um, I wouldn't call it an out season, as you guys have just said. I would call it more of an mini out season, in the sense that you know we we did see a few 
good coins, you know, going for a solid 2x, 5x. And I think that we saw a few coins going for a 10x as well, but they've, they have been a lot more discreet, these pumps, in a sense that you kind of realize pretty much after they've 2 or 3x that they were trending, something that was a little bit different from, from 2017. Um, do you guys think that, you know, for how long will this last? Is it too late for people to jump into this out season? Should people wait for, you know, for major pullbacks for the next cycle? Or is this just the beginning and will it follow for another few weeks or months? I mean, hard to say, like, for an overall picture of outs because all of them look so differently. There's, you know, there's, there are DeFi outs that are running like crazy right now. And there are a lot of OG coins that haven't even moved. And I think that kind of depends on individual alts that you're looking at. I think a lot of them have started macro reversals, which means that I wouldn't recommend entering those runners right now, always by strength, but not at the current situation when Bitcoin is on the verge of breaking up or down and the massive volatility is going to create dips in alts anyway. But even after that move is over, I believe that a lot of alts will continue to run. I mean, the high time from charts daily and weekly oftentimes look really good. I mean, this is the first time in over two years that I believe it's it's a good time to invest at least midterm in some of them, because as I said, macro reversals are in play. But for the coins that, you know, ran times five in a matter of week or two, uh, this is, you know, those cycles that usually end so quickly and pump so violently usually tend to retrace uh, fully as well. So uh, hard to say a general like tip for, for all ads right now, uh, it's more uh, a case of what are you looking at individually because uh, many different categories look completely different. I actually think there are a lot of good points in, in what, what Monkey said. Um, if you think about it, you know, we have been seeing somewhat of really good pumps, pumps uh, going on on majority of you know top, top capitalization coins. I mean, especially the mid-caps, right? And, and this... Like because of all the DeFi decentralized finance like term or just I would dare to call that like a local bubble. I think we are somewhere uh, somewhere around the peak, you know, just or euphoria like a stage that more <clears throat> that at least you know short term wise would need to bring some sort of like a like a retracement, like a deeper retracement, right? Majority of the good you know good takes good picks that are like from the high caps list. Now, uh, they would break out out of local, like long-term uh, accumulation, like consolidation ranges, whatever. And the breakouts, every breakout would need their would need would need its own like uh, retest, right? So most likely, from strictly like a technical point of view, I would dare to say we have seen on many of the altcoins already, especially the good pumpers, like five waves to the upside, right, with three consequent peaks. That would most likely and textbook-wise just simply be followed by well ABC, right? To take it down to to the <laughs> to the level of the fourth wave or or so. All in all, this would mean most likely because of higher time frames like weekly gaining the momentum and printing you know reversal signals. Uh, I think this is what may actually have started the upside you know, just trends on altcoins for the long term, right? So I, I would call that more more like an awakening to, to the entire like a stagnation that altcoins would have, you know, past months. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, you know, just right into the future with, uh, with alts and you know, on my mind on that. 
Well, my concern here is that, you know, for these coins to maintain a healthy valuation, these corrections, these retests have to be enormous. I'm going to give you an example as a coin uh, band, B-A-N-D, not a shell, but because it's way too late to enter in my opinion. It formed a little triangle. It broke out and it pumped, I think, like 2x within a week. So for this coin to retrace and confirm a healthy breakout, it has to essentially correct what, like 80, 85%. So, that, you know, to retest the resistance support and then bounce and continue the uptrend. So do you guys think that these coins, if they were to retrace, I don't know, 60, 70, 80% to have a healthy price valuation, will they continue an uptrend? Or will they could be considered, let's sort of let's say, dead within this out season, and the eyes will go elsewhere. Again, I mean, we have cases, for example, like Link or Tezos, which for basically are in a steady uptrend since the inception, and these are the coins that I would be willing to invest and count on them continuing the uptrend because it show it has shown strength in the past. But if you are talking about coins that you know just broke out and did. 100 100% in a day and then they would be retracing back to basically the break and so I mean uh, these are the coins that I would take profit quickly and let the price action develop a bit because uh, we've had as Berp said before we had seasons when pumps like this were happening once every few months and very rarely they did have any follow-up and I don't think that uh, this time exactly is, is any different I mean let, let it wait, wait a bit and see if uh, if actually we have enough strength right now in the market to have actually prolonged uh, rallies. We all agreed that there is a very, very bullish sentiment with regards to our coins. And we all agreed that sooner or later they will all pop left and right. So do you think that a Bitcoin large movement, whether it's on the upside or whether it's on the downside, will that kill any momentum that these coins add? As we can argue that the majority of this out out season was probably caused by Bitcoin ranging for the past two, if not three months. So do you think that an impulsive move in direction from Bitcoin will kill whatever sentiment there is now towards our coins? Yeah, I think that's a great question. To be honest, I think to an extent, yeah, it would it would it would kill locally the altcoins, especially you know these large pumpers that didn't really have any sort of like retracement so far. So the entire market being you know pumped over, uh, especially you know just just as you said with with band right or with any other peaks that that just you know rallied two x three x within a couple of days uh, within. Uh, having no no sort of like a retracement, I think timing wise, this would align just perfectly with the correction. So the timing is there, right? The altcoins need corrections; they need deeper corrections. Bitcoin needs volatility, uh, not only because it, you know the Bollinger Bands are like historically squeezed, I guess, but also this is this is more of also of 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 the seasonality, right? And more often than not. Uh, June July period uh, would bring uh, good good volatility for, for 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 Bitcoin traders, right? It it doesn't necessarily always need to be like an upside volatility. For me, technicals right now are still more um, more of upsides, especially when we discuss you know any long term direction. We do have also all sort of like technical indications towards it, right? We're still training inside this dame, you know, eight thousand to ten point five k like range consolidation. That's the most boring it's it's been since years. Complete lack of lack of actual directional movement. This only means to me, you know, 
this does not necessarily look like a top, right? Tops on Bitcoin, because of its volatile nature, are very often like V-shapes, right? They take like day, like two, three days, and they are extremely volatile with, you know, two, three K candles popping out left and right every single day. So first of all, this does not look like a, like a top to me, right? Then you have all the other technical, I would say, direct like, you know, averages on high time or high time frame, like on weekly. We are trading above all like MA50, MA100, MA200, uh, you know, support. So this, again, indicates that trend is bullish. Monthly momentum crossed bullish and it sustains the bullish upsides. You know, it's actually third consecutive like a candle that would be bullish marked for, for the momentum on the monthly chart after the prior one year long downtrend or should I say like a semi-bear market, right? I call it semi-bear market because it's at least half, you know, just shorter than, than an actual bear market. Of, of, of prior prior like seasons and cycles for Bitcoin. So all in all, yeah, I think the upside volatility for long term is much more probable for Bitcoin. And the upside volatility or any any sort of like volatility would likely, you know, just make the capital leave the altcoins that are already pumped. Okay, because any capital would search for volatility uh, to play simply to, to, to gain on the price delta, you know, just uh, differences. And, uh, and this would make alts dump most likely for short term, right? And that would make them correct perhaps within the ABC, as I said, uh, per Elliot's. And, uh, and there you go with any, you know, just more whale pressed uh, movement from, from Bitcoin short term, right? And the direction, well, we are in range. We are in lack of complete lack of direction. So I guess, you know, it would be not hard to manipulate it either way, the way just they want, uh, because we are lacking the direction. We are lacking the direction and any pattern, any trend line, uh, wouldn't help, you know, just over here because it's super vulnerable and easy to manipulate. Absolutely. Look, I agree with you. I think that Bitcoin is due a big move, whether that is a pump or a dump. I think that whatever the direction is, that will give the altcoins a great opportunity to finally correct. And the moment that Bitcoin finds a new range, whether that range is on the upside or downside, that will give the altcoins a other sort of opportunity to, to sort of shine again. What I like of this so-called out season unlike 2017 where all you needed was a cool website and a cool logo these coins that are pumping actually have solid fundamentals specifically we're talking about DeFi, 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 DeFi. everything that it's pumping has something to do with DeFi. you see projects rebranding and having to do something to with DeFi so that they can sort of you know ride this hype so do you guys think that this this out season will be limited to DeFi coins or will we see eventually new categories like privacy coins, utility coins, etc. First of all, like every out season, this is uh, uh, this has been true since 2017, basically. Uh, the newer coins are right now almost always going to out outperform the old runners. First of all, because they have, this is their first cycle, they have no uh, back holders, they have no resistance and there is hype around them so every time since 2017 when we had small out rally the newer coins were the first to pump and the coins that had narrative about them around them also were the first to pump for example exchange coins and with DeFi, it's the same right now it's a new narrative and all the coins even the shitty ones with the terrible fundamentals that just decided to rebrand into DeFi in a matter of two days are also pumping right now because that's where the hype is around uh, when that dies down a bit, I, it's 
for me, it's too early to tell if anything else could have this kind of impact right now as DeFi. Exchanges are always a good bet, no, no matter which season it is right now, even though the last uh, data shows that decentralized exchanges are taking a bit uh, the market a bit over in their favor. So that could be an interesting trend to look at right now. Basically anything that, because I, I agree that the market has matured a bit. It's still all spe speculation driven, and that's where the pumps come from, not from the pure fundamentals. But I agree that the coins that actually have something to show, like they have revenue and they have business model, they are working for the last two, two or three years and maybe they didn't get a hype before, but they are doing it right now. Those are the ones that will actually have a better chance of having sustained run than those also coins like, I don't know, LBC or, you know, all the, all the Bitrex trash. There is no reason right now outside of like pure manipulation to pump those coins. So if anything would generate some kind of retail interest going forward is the stuff, you know, that actually delivers deliver some normie friendly news like partnership with, I don't know, Samsung on Google, like almost every single coin right now announced something like that. The, the stuff that arouses normies is the stuff that for me has the best chance of having a bigger and more sustained run. Okay, so look, here you, you do bring up a good point. So do you think that this is a macro reversal? And by macro reversal, I mean, you know, are we having new people enter the market again or investors from 2017 saying, you know what, let me buy some more cryptocurrencies for the first time in three years? Or is this the same bubble as it was five months ago, six months ago, and we are just pumping these coins as a consequence of paid groups or Twitter shows? So are we, are we beginning a new cycle with new money coming in? Or is it just the same player buying and selling the same coins? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that Robinhood and right now PayPal coming in is bringing some new normie money in. And some of the money is gone from 2017 because like the sentiment really died down during the bear market. I mean, the people even right now, when you when you like read what people think about alts, is there is a disbelief all around the place. Like nobody believes that this can be a macro reversal. Everybody thinks that it's just a pump before we dump with Bitcoin. And this is what is going probably to fuel the more rallies going forward. But this is still like, make no mistake, this is still nowhere near around the peak levels of interest 2017. I mean, those pumps right now are usually on very illiquid books. It's still basically a game of musical chairs around them. It's You don't hold it, you play it. And if you get, catch a very good entry, you can you can try making a swing trade. And, you know, I wouldn't say like the very new money is in yet. Not, not, not at least to the extent that would allow us to have a full new alt cycle. It's interesting that you're saying yet, because that clearly shows that you are very optimistic that new retail money will enter the market. So I think that for me, specifically a good indicator, and I think that everybody can relate is, you know, are your friends asking you about crypto? In 2017, I had friends that I didn't talk to in years that I was sending me messages on Instagram, on Facebook, on WhatsApp, asking me what's going on. Should I buy some crypto? Should I get some exposure? Because I was one of the few of my group of friends that was putting pictures about crypto online while on the other hand you know fast forward to 2020 since we had this these mega pumps i literally had nobody and i swear to god nobody asking me about crypto if this is a right moment to buy so i don't know and I'm, I'm a little bit leaning on the pessimistic side where i think that it is just us as you said you know playing with musical chairs where we're just pumping and dumping coins until until we reach a level of exhaustion of exhaustion 
I don't know. I I'm a little bit more pessimistic. So what what do you think, Burb? So do you think that we are initiating a new bull cycle, or are we just essentially pumping and dumping coins among us? The market has truly shifted and changed. You know, on March fourteenth. Okay, that was the time that half of the market got completely liquidated. Like half of the Bitcoin market cap got you know just evaporated, just like that. Okay, and this all of a sudden, like I was extremely surprised with that. Because normally it would it would just make people panic, but what I saw instead it was majority of completely new people whom I never seen before, just getting super interested in buying Bitcoin. Like the Bitcoin, you know, just uh, like interest over over the social media, I guess you know, over the Google, like uh, you know, searches and all that. It would just grow sustainably uh, back then, and this. Only means you know by the amount of people, uh, by the, by the number of people that are just popping up uh, in in the comments, by you know under any any tweets that we make, uh, you would see that these are completely new people. Like these are not the same people that were that you know back in two thousand seventeen. I mean, sure, of course there are some of them, but majority is completely new, and there is a good portion of people that stepped in. Now, within this market, I would say legacy market euphoria, right back in February, uh, that later, well, crashed because of this, because of this, you know, coronavirus pandemic, at least that's what I say, that's what I tell you in media. But uh, yeah, because nobody's going to ever tell you or admit that, you know, they fucked up some governance of our countries because of just eternal and infinite bull market with printing money and, you know, quantitative, quantitative reasoning. But that's... That's quite a different story, I guess. But this all, I think, combined with this Robin Hood people, uh, with this people just stepping in, you know, at the peak of the euphoria over the legacy markets, they would shift uh, within the large, I would say, percentage over to crypto, okay, which would bring similar uh, similar volatility uh, ranges, you know, uh, compared when compared to stocks, okay. Uh, so this, in my opinion, this March thirteenth brought a lot of new people okay it wiped out half of the old i would say history of our uh, history of, of, of crypto that we know perpetrators uh, but it brought completely new wave and this new wave have not really ever experienced uh like for the people they have never really experienced truly the market bubble i guess they have never truly experienced before uh, the the crypto bubble and getting wrecked, you know, for holding and becoming the back holders, just like Monkey said. So this brings this fresh money, and actually, you know, every cycle, uh, every second cycle, because well, to an extent, we have seen this semi. Uh, we we did see, you know, the semi bear bear market, uh, June nineteen to you know, to actually the December reversal, or or actually later to towards uh, this March. And this new wave of people, this new like a set of people, would definitely uh, empower, I say, the future FOMO and this altcoins like rallies that we've seen, this DeFi, like they're called a bubble, locally at least, uh, is just like a gives the taste of what's ahead. And fundamentally, I think, and both technically and fundamentally, we are on the way to all-time high with Bitcoin. So all in all, I can see some quite good portion of you know repetitive formulas that I that I had seen you know, back in, in 2017 before the greatest rally came in. 
Okay, yeah. So I guess you are a little bit more on the side of orangutan where you are a little bit more optimistic on the market. So assuming that more and more people will enter the market. I think that the ultimate answer to this will be if exchanges, cryptocurrency exchanges, released data on how many users actually signed up on exchanges. Because I think that this will be the answer to our million dollar question, you know, is new money coming in the market? Yes or no? This could be very easily answered if Binance or Coinbase released information on how many users have made an account for the first time every single month or every single week, etc. So, look, we could talk about our season for weeks to come. So let's jump a little bit on the next topic, which is the Twitter hack. So for those that live under a rock, um, all of a sudden, a few days ago, every single huge account on Twitter was hacked and was asking for donations. Um, This, you know, we had the likes of CZ, of Binance, the founder of Litecoin, the main Bitcoin account, Justin Sun, Tron, Coinbase, etc. And then we saw the likes of Kanye, Kanye West, Obama, Kim Kardashian. But what's very interesting to me is that all of this started from Angelo. Angelo is one of the the most uh, glorified OG Twitter accounts. So it's clearly somebody from the cryptocurrency community because you have to be from this community to to know who Angelo is. So do you guys think that this hacker actually is from crypto Twitter or is it just a a coincidence that his account got hacked first? Well, the sole fact that they wanted to steal Bitcoin kind of shows that they must be at least in some way associated with crypto Twitter, I would say. And if you would know somebody from it, it's probably... Angelo or Cobain, uh, which is which is really interesting uh, to be honest, because uh, they had access to basically any account in the world on Twitter, and they did decide to start with Angelo. So it shows that this community might be a little bit bigger than we all think it is. How is this gonna look on Bitcoin? You know, is this gonna have a negative connotation on on Bitcoin's reputation, or will this just be forgotten in a few days? I think it's already a non-event in some way to be honest uh, nobody is even talking about it anymore i mean the news on the first day or the second day afterwards were pretty bad because of course the nar- narrative was that it was a bitcoin scam even though the bitcoin was just you know the means of getting the funds from people that were dumb uh, there's also this by the way there's this narrative that people have been like stolen from which is also like not true. I mean, you just sent your money to Kanye West because he said he would double your money when you send him Bitcoin. If you are naive enough to do that, I mean, I don't think you should be able to, you know, cry about it and try to get some money back from, from the account. But that's, that's a different topic. From all the stuff that Bitcoin went through throughout all the years and all the, you know, bad narrative around it that it survived, I think this one is really just a non-event and in a few weeks' time, nobody's probably going to even remember about it, especially that the hackers, well, stole what, 17 BTC, which is like nothing. I mean, you hacked all the biggest people in the world and you couldn't even get 200,000 from them. Exactly. So see, this is not even about money, I guess, right? It was more about showing the skills, showing, you know, that if they can hack the founder of Twitter, they can hack anybody, right? So I, I think it was more about just stating something and putting putting the information out, you know, to become viral because all the news sta- news stations, news media, uh, like platforms, they would they would distribute the info. So to me, it was more about distributing the information and make it in viral to just send the message to the world rather than just telling the money. And telling the money was just 
to measure to what extent people are stupid. But wouldn't you send a better message than, hey, send me some BTC and I will send you double back? You could, you could say literally everything. You could probably start even a third world war if you wanted. And you decided to get some money from people and send double back. I mean, I'm, I'm just really curious what, what was the intention? Because it was neither getting a lot of money. And if it was, it's the most embarrassing attempt at stealing ever. Or it, or it was just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally have no idea what was the point behind it. That's the thing, because look, definitely the person who did the hack was incredibly smart because you did hack, uh, you know, employees at Twitter that requires a lot of, a lot of confidential information. And, and then you hacked huge Twitter accounts. So, you know, his IQ is definitely higher than, than average, but I'm just very surprised on how badly he executed this because he had the... He essentially had the, the golden door and he had endless opportunities of what he could have done. He literally, as you said, could have started a war, but he decided to just have a very sketchy uh, donation website and only store, I think, $156,000. And I suggest, by the way, to go and look at Larry Cermak, or Cermak, sorry for the pronunciation, account on Twitter, because he has been following the transaction and mixing of every single Bitcoin that was stolen. So if you're interested to sort of follow the, the developments of what's happening to these funds, you can actually follow this guy on Twitter and you will be able to have updates on what's going on. Something that I liked is that Coinbase stopped uh, $280,000 from leaving the exchange. So um, a lot of people were about to send money to the hackers, but Coinbase recognized the public address and stopped every transaction from going there. So hopefully we will see more and more exchanges following the same path and try to protect their users to a certain extent. So I want to jump on the following and next topic, which is Bitcoin and PayPal. There has been a lot and a lot of hype about this. I think that we had rumors. Uh, I think the first rumors were two or three weeks ago. And, you know, the moment that there was a confirmed rumor Bitcoin pump from, I think, 9,300 to 9,700, which, you know, if a rumor like this was going around in 2017, we probably would have seen a two or three X, but still a, a, a decent sort of scalping day for, for traders. I think that a lot of people saw this coming, especially as PayPal was one of the partners for Libra and that sort of showed that PayPal wanted to somehow get their hands within the cryptocurrency world. But they recently released a statement confirming that they're developing capabilities within the cryptocurrency space. My question to you guys is, is it still very bullish for Bitcoin to have a very centralized, like, a centralized party like PayPal as a middleman for Bitcoin transactions? I mean, Bitcoin, first of all, is right now big enough that I don't think that any centralized entity like PayPal can influence it in any in important way. But having PayPal giving the opportunity to sell, buy, hold and send Bitcoin only increases the importance and like the validity of cryptocurrencies overall. I mean, you have now Robinhood, you will have PayPal, which is what 350 million people being able to buy cryptocurrencies now. I mean, this is not only about Bitcoin, this is about any other currency on the market. It's also very, very curious. I'm very curious to see what kind of coins PayPal is going to offer. It might be only, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum. It might be some of the other altcoins. 
I think this is over. This is bullish. This is not the kind of stuff that probably you know is going to make us break out <laughs> from the range. But the the more significant companies and entities accept Bitcoin and stop you know fighting against it. I mean, it's it's better for the industry because uh, it allows more legit funds to come in and fund you know more companies. There's like general more interest. If there ever be the next Amazons and Googles, this is the way of which we need to go to. We need to start from the bottom. We need to, you know, get people accept that Bitcoin is here to stay. And that's the way we can uh, proceed to actually, you know, have these solutions available to us daily and not just for the geeks that, uh, that you know, build right now all the, all the solutions we have available. I agree with you saying that uh, PayPal, in my opinion, is a huge stamp of approval because I don't think that we are going to have you know, as people speculate, a new surge of demand from 300 million users. I'm, again, I'm, I'm always a little bit skeptical because I do believe that if somebody wanted to buy Bitcoin, he just very simply could have gone on Robinhood or Coinbase the last few years. And, you know, there is no reason for them to wait for a listing on, on PayPal. So I'm also a little bit skeptical, you know, to how many more people are going to access Bitcoin because of it. I think that if people wanted to access it, they will have done already. So what do you guys think? I think that's a that's a great question. And I think that's not, there is no really like a very direct correlation, right? There would be some indirect correlations between this and the, the entire fact alone that PayPal and any other big institutions, uh, they get deeper and deeper, you know, in Bitcoin and, and the entire cryptocurrency industry. Now, including banks, for example, right? One of my banks actually does use, well, to the best of my knowledge, like Ethereum smart contracts. So that's kind of that's kind of interesting. You know, this this all in all, just I think is a huge, you know, just step ahead towards the global global adoption. Adoption doesn't happen overnight, right? Just it needs consecutive, like constant, you know, just pushing forward every every single day and month, and I, I consider this, you know, just PayPal, I would say, announcement or or any sort of like public interest in, in Bitcoin and Ethereum and any other uh, Paxos, right? Or other currencies. This is just a confirmation that we are moving forward and that we are moving forward and that the entire industry is, well, is maturing to an extent that big money uh, would have the market to operate within so I think that that just only adds, you know, bullishness to overall, I would say, intrinsic value and utility uh, to the entire crypto industry, which, again, uh, for us as investors would mean more, more green candles in future. Yes, yes, green candles. Very good. <laughs> I 100% agree. I think that it's great to have uh, validation from companies like PayPal. So do you guys think What's going to be the next big collaboration? What collaboration or, you know, um, well, what big next company will be accepting Bitcoin and will make the, the new headlines? Mm-mm-mm. I think like the next big headline is uh, some governments opening up to cryptocurrencies, not not making it the official currency of, or anything because that uh, doesn't make sense right now. But, you know, we've been we've been talking about, you know, governments fighting and banning Bitcoin for like, what, four years right now, at least like constantly. And the more bigger governments are going to open up and, you know, accept cryptocurrencies and maybe not make the laws that are 
created to punish people that invest in them that should be the next big step you know for the overall more global adoption so that the sentiment of normal people can also change around them because it's it's 2020 and still when i talk to somebody about cryptocurrencies i often get a bad looks because there is so much stigma around it and there is even like two weeks ago there was a one of the biggest polish tvs there was a report uh, one hour long report on how scammy are the Polish exchanges. And, you know, this just gives bad vibe to crypto all the time. So if you start, you know, accepting it from the top, maybe the people at the bottom will also start looking at it in a different way. I agree. I think that it will be amazing to see companies like Netflix and Amazon accepting uh, Bitcoin as a, as a means of payment. I think that that will make uh, definitely, you know, another huge stamp of approval aside from making a lot of lives a lot easier so I'm, I'm sure that a lot of cryptocurrency enthusiasts will love to go on amazon and buy directly their their photographic camera where it's just groceries and pay directly with bitcoin as opposed to having having to convert it but and then yes i agree the governments i think there will be an amazing step to be able to pay your taxes for example or a portion of your taxes with bitcoin but it will also be you know beyond amazing to have some sort of uh, of of less regulations that make this this movement uh, a nightmare so unless we do have anything more to add i think that we can close this podcast as we did talk a little bit more than we expected i do hope that all of our listeners enjoyed our podcast and again please forgive us if this podcast was not perfect you know we're still working on the structure of it and we're trying to make it perfect for you i think it goes without saying that everything that we said here was not financial advice this is just a few random dudes online specifically an orangutan and a bird in a painting talking about cryptocurrencies online and i wish you all a lot of money and a great day enjoyed this episode of around the block make sure you tune in for the next one and don't forget all the free content awaiting you on our website and if you can please leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you